0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Veterans Health Administration, struggling to hire more in-demand health care workers, is looking to accelerate the process of bringing new hires on board. Using a national onboarding surge event, it completed all of the onboarding steps for nearly 13,000 new employees, double what the agency expected. The PACT Act is driving VHA to hire even more. And for an update, Federal News Network's Jory Heckman spoke with VA's Undersecretary for Health, Dr. Sharif Elnahal.
1: We just made tremendous progress during this onboarding surge event. I couldn't be happier uh, with the results. And that's primarily because veterans, at the end of the day, need the full complement of staff at every facility and medical center that we have. And this effort was designed primarily to be able to inject so many more people into every side of care that we have. So we ended up completing all onboarding steps for about 12,872 new employees. That means they've done everything required to onboard into our facility. Now, some of those employees may decide to go elsewhere. A lot of these healthcare workers have multiple offers, but I just can't tell you how amazing that progress is. We were clocking in or estimating that about 6,500 employees would be onboarded across the system. So we almost doubled that with the results. And part of this was a friendly competition uh, between our different networks and medical centers. So we recognized the top 10 medical centers, the top three healthcare networks that we have. Uh, but what I can tell you is every single side of care made progress in a tremendous way. And that is great because. That means more folks who can serve veterans at every corner of the country.
0: You mentioned that this surge event allowed prospective hires to go through all of the onboarding steps that they would need to do to, if they choose to, uh, accept a job offer with VA. Just Can you walk me through what those screening steps are like and how time intensive those can be?
1: Absolutely. So obviously uh, on the front end, you know, folks need to be interviewed and as their qualifications need to be assessed, including their credentials, especially if they're clinicians, where they were licensed, if their license is in good standing, uh, et cetera. And then after that, they're offered a preliminary offer to come to work. And then at that point, a number of other steps have to ensue. So they need to be uh, fingerprinted. They need a background check. uh, They need to be drug tested in many cases. And so a lot of those activities depend on facilities affording the time and resources to get folks in. So what we said, as much as possible, if you as a facility and a network could get events in place to offer a one-stop shop for prospective employees to come in and get as many of those steps done at once, we'd be able to expedite this. And we proved it to be true. In just a few short weeks, we were able to bring on that many employees. And it's really incredible.
0: Okay. And as you pointed out, there is, of course, this fork in the road where some employees will say yes to this, I guess, conditional job offer, and some will accept uh, employment elsewhere. Is there a rough breakdown or an expectation of how many of these prospective hires will, in fact, accept employment with VHA? So we expect
1: and hope that the vast majority of them will accept employment, but we won't know until they ultimately accept a start date and come in. And so uh, oftentimes people can be weighing job offers even up to the last day. So we won't know until the coming months, especially as the holidays are before us. Uh, Sometimes that uh, ends up making people come in a little bit later. Uh, What I can tell you is uh, we often get folks leaving in the onboarding stage and going elsewhere because we haven't completed the onboarding steps in a timely way. And so because by definition, we've completed all those onboarding steps, I do hope that, you know, the vast majority of these folks will actually enter our
0: facilities. Okay. And and roughly ballpark estimates here, how long does it normally take VHA to complete the onboarding process absent this surge event? So end-to-end, end,
1: the time to fill, as we say, averages at around 200 days from the time a vacancy exists, so in other words, when an employee leaves to go to a different job or otherwise retires, et cetera, until a new person is in that position. That global time frame is about 200 days. We are able to offer at least preliminary offers pending the onboarding steps in about half of that time. So, you know, about... 100 days or so. And then the rest of the time frame is really focused on onboarding. So scheduling folks to come in for their drug tests, physicals, fingerprinting, uh, receipt of their government ID card, which affords them access to our facilities, credentialing, privileging, et cetera. All of that is encompassed in the onboarding phase. And, you know, because unfortunately it takes us a bit, you know, significantly longer than our competitors in that onboarding stage, we really need to do our best to reduce that time frame to more efficiently bring folks in for those steps and a lot of lessons learned surfaced from this onboarding surge event that allowed us to shine a light in every single network of our country on exactly what we need to focus on more definitively in the medium to long term ideally we want to get to a stage where we don't need these types of surge events because we're able to identify and hire folks efficiently but in the meantime this is a really helpful bolus of folks who want to serve veterans. Many of them want to serve veterans for many years and have had difficulty entering the VA system. So we're really trying to break those barriers as much as possible.
0: Okay, great. And as you mentioned, uh, and I think as VHA has made pretty clear in the lead up to this, that this won't be a one-off event, that this will build and iterate going forward. What are some of those lessons learned that you mentioned here in terms of what version 2.0 might look like?
1: Yeah, that's right. So I think the most important thing that came out of this was the fact that we now have improved relationships between our HR teams at the network level and our hiring officials at the facility level. In many cases, people were meeting each other for the first time as a result of this event. I had everybody in every network of the country gathered together near the network headquarters, brought HR specialists, many of whom work virtually, together face-to-face with medical center leadership and hiring officials at the facilities, their customers, if you will, uh, in the hiring effort. And so I've learned uh, sometimes in good ways, sometimes hard ways, that those relationships are absolutely needed in order to make the organization move uh, in ways that you want it to. And right now we've achieved that as a result of this event, and that will hopefully lead to a much better working dynamic. The second thing is, again, we've surfaced the major bottlenecks in our process by having the entire system focus on it in a very discreet way over the last many weeks. And what I can tell you is, we've already gotten lessons learned surfaced from every single network. Part of the problem is that we don't have a standard implemented process for hiring that looks the same in every single network. And so this allows us to move towards standardization in a much faster way. And another lesson learned is that oftentimes we don't have a mechanism for understanding where each of these hiring packages are in a transparent way across our entire team. So we've seen innovations boil up from this effort around uh, systems that a lot of networks built on their own to help establish situational awareness on where these packages are, which is really helpful and something that's prompting us system-wide to offer better systems and make those IT investments and otherwise to be able to do that. Another element of this is around handoffs of packages. So as we designed HR modernization as an agency a few years ago at this point, I don't think a consideration was paid enough to this dynamic of needing to hand off hiring packages uh, iteratively. And every time you introduce a handoff to a process, there's a risk that things fall through the cracks. And so what we need to do is, as we establish these standardized processes, minimize the number of times and instances where people have to hand off to somebody
0: else. Dr. Sharif El-Nahal, VA's Undersecretary for Health, speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.
3: You're going to get in there quickly, (laughs) and you're going to get in the mix and get exposure, experience, and opportunity for impact that's really unlike any other career.
2: Perfect. Well, thank you, Sasha, and thanks to everyone for listening. I'm Shane Canfield, and this has been the Lessons in Leadership podcast. Talk to you next time.
3: Your favorite band's about to play a sold-out show. You got in... Over here. With a friend and found a spot close enough to see the set list. They're definitely playing your song. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it.
1: Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.